What up? We are back again today in the studio, and it is time to get the ball rolling. What up? We are back again today in the studio. I just wanted to do a quick little instant reaction. Uh, I've had a couple hours to digest the selection committee and what they were able to do for the FCS playoffs. They had 16 teams instead of 24, which is, uh, you know, the bubble teams didn't have uh, quite the, the margin of error uh, going into it and uh, I just want to talk about some of my thoughts. Uh, we're trying to make these podcasts a little bit uh, a little bit more condensed trying to get our thoughts a little bit more condensed here at Getting the Ball Rolling and then uh, so this is going to be our instant reaction what I think as long as well as some predictions and uh, I'll probably do a couple predictions here and then I'm going to wait for the lines to come out on some of these other ones. Uh, you know being myself, uh, my beautiful wife, she actually uh, she works on Saturday so I've been able to watch a lot more football uh we we always have like a a limit right i can't just watch football all day so i'm excited to uh be able to watch some a little bit more football have a little bit different takes as well and uh Anyway, we're excited to, to to bring it to you. Number one, yesterday I tweeted out about South Dakota State. I think right now they're the best team playing the best football. Uh, they did lose to North Dakota. I love North Dakota. Go Fighting Hawks as well. We've had Coach Freund on here twice. Hopefully bring him on a third time this this upcoming offseason. Uh, he's a wonderful guy, but I'm excited uh, to see what South Dakota State does. They do play Holy Cross. Holy Cross has a, has a decent defense, but I think South Dakota State rolls uh, into kind of what, you know, the Elite Eight. We can call it the Sweet 16 uh, to the Elite Eight. I'm glad they were able to get the number one overall seed. Everyone was talking about JMU, but honestly, James Madison to me has not been impressive whatsoever this, this season. They, they struggled against Elon. They really honestly struggled against Richmond, and Richmond wasn't even uh, the force for out or, uh, in the playoff selection committee's mind. I do like Richmond, and I think they're building something very special there but I mean if you're trying to hang your hat on that it's kind of uh, frustrating I know that they divided the CAA into the north and the south but I even thought that Delaware was playing better football at the end of the year and had been tested a little bit more than what James Madison had uh, and I mean I understand there's cancellations you can only do what you can do with your schedule and the way the conference is set it up but uh, seeing James Madison drop to three was kind of shocking I had him at number two behind South Dakota State but the Sam Houston Bearcats came in at number two kind of crazy that they uh, you know they came out of nowhere uh, this last year I believe Nichols and uh, Central Arkansas, they they had a share of the Southland title, if I remember correctly, from the last year. Uh, UCA didn't play this this spring season because they played a fall campaign, decided to opt out of the spring. And so the Bearcats were the clear-cut favorite. Uh, they played extremely good football, but I was surprised that they moved them all the way to number two. And I think that the committee focused more so on the scoring versus the strength of schedule. Now, it was against Nichols. Uh, they did put up a ton of points against them, but uh, when you're at home and you kind of get on a roll, I, I, it's just kind of hard for me to do that. And that might be coming from a bias out of the big sky, uh, being in big sky country and growing up in big Big Sky Country. Another one, 
that was really surprising was Jacksonville State. And uh, I had told my dad, I had told uh, multiple people that reached out to me when they asked about it. I said, I can't believe that they put them in that high. I've yet to be impressed uh, with a win that they had. And if they're considering a fall campaign, uh, it's kind of like, well, I mean, does it really, really count? Uh you know, the, the Florida State uh, almost win. But they beat Murray State by 14. Murray State's a really good team. But they, they did lose to Austin P by 3. Uh, and they did beat FIU back in October. But the, those games obviously didn't count. They, they play in the Ohio Valley, which typically has one or two teams that are really good. And they were one of the really good teams. And they lost to Austin P. Yeah, Austin P won it last year. But it was definitely a more depleted team. Uh, and they didn't uh, have really... Uh, I don't know, a statement win. So when I look at who they're going to play and who the matchups are, I'm actually kind of amazed. Uh, I think that they do beat Davidson. Davidson has a really good defense. I've been really impressed with them. I think they beat uh, Davidson, but I don't know if they beat Delaware. I think the the Fighting Blue Hens right now are playing in incredible football and I have them going out of it and so the number four team uh, who I thought was Weber State out of the big sky or or you could have even I mean you could have made an argument for uh North Dakota State as well, you know, them being as dominant where they have in the past. But I was really surprised that they, they gave, or even Delaware, because uh, I thought they were playing the best football. But Jacksonville State at four, I think they get bounced. Uh, they think they beat Davidson, and they get bounced in the next round to Delaware if Delaware beats Sacred Heart, which I'm guessing that they do. Uh, another reaction before I get into Weaver State was the amount of Missouri Valley Football Conference teams they got in. Uh, I thought North Dakota deserved it. I thought South Dakota State and North Dakota State deserved it. Now, SIU did get in, uh, which was you know super good for them. I'm happy. I do like the coach there. I do like SIU. I've watched a lot of Saluki football, but they have been kind of... Uh, uh, I don't know, the same coin, uh, different kind of sides, you know. They've played really, really well, and then they've had games where they have not played good at all. Uh, and so for the, for the Salukis to get in, I was really uh, kind of kind of amazed. They lose 44-3 to to South Dakota State, uh, and then they did lose to Missouri State. 27 to 30. Now they did when they were able to schedule Southeast Louisiana and obviously the committee looked at uh, Southeast Louisiana as a really good team and they, they kind of rewarded them which they should. You should get rewarded uh, for that but I was really surprised that they had them in. Uh, they did lose to North Dakota who was better than them. Uh, they did beat North Dakota State but it was at home playing against the champs. I mean you can kind of you know make an argument uh, there but really 44 to 3 they got boat raced and then they lost to Missouri State by 3. I was really surprised that the Salukis got in. Now this is no discredit uh, to them. It's just I was surprised that the committee selected them uh, and them and then as well as uh, Missouri State. I thought the Missouri State UND game should have been played, and then the winner, you know, winner take all goes to the to the playoffs. Uh, Missouri State has gotten on a roll. They were able to beat SIU. They beat UNI. Uh, they did lose zero to twenty five to North Dakota State, and uh, they avoided South Dakota State. They didn't play uh, North Dakota due to cancellation, and they didn't play Illinois State. So they kind of got, um, you know, they got South Dakota, Western Illinois, uh, kind of. And Youngstown State, the bottom of the Missouri Valley Conference, and they didn't really play the 
top dogs. Uh, they, they didn't play the top three, and they had a, a game canceled because of it. Uh, you know, North Dakota, if they if they play that game on the third of April. Who's to say that they, they win that game? Uh, I think they, they lose to North Dakota. North Dakota plays absolutely phenomenal at home. Uh, so those are kind of my thoughts. It was kind of amazing. And then also uh, the, the disrespect for the Monmouth uh, Mountain Hawks, I believe, is their official mascot. But the Hawks uh, of Monmouth, they absolutely destroyed uh, Kenesha State. And to put them in as, you know, the they have the one, the number one seed would technically play the 16 seed, and the number two would play the 15. I think Monmouth is far and above uh, better than the 15th team here. They're better than Sacred Heart, which might be good. Uh, I think they're going to put us, they, they only played three games, and, and I guess that's probably what they're looking at. They played Keenishaw, they beat them 42-17. to 17. They played Gardner-Webb 48-19. to 19. They played Charleston Southern 35-17. to 17. And they're going against a Bearcats team who was able to play a full campaign. They were able to beat Nichols, Lamar, uh, Northwestern State, Southeast Louisiana, McNeese State, Incarnate Word, and they put up some serious uh, numbers uh, when the, but I really think, uh, and and like I said, I need to look at the line on this, but that would be a game that I definitely want to bet. I think the Bearcats are a good football team, but to put them up against Monmouth with just three games, I don't know exactly how this Monmouth team uh, kind of shakes out. Another one that was a little surprising is that they put the key debts against James Madison. So they have essentially said that VMI had played better than Monmouth. Uh, I think it was just due to the, the lack of uh, the amount of games. But Sacred's Heart moves all the way up to Delaware, which was kind of a crazy game. And it might be due to where, you know, as well as uh, regional. Uh, so if we have travel restrictions as well. But uh, I, I Again, I don't know how the deliberations were in, in the back rooms. Obviously, I'm North Dakota State versus Eastern Washington, which, again, I kind of thought, now we're going to launch into my final thoughts uh, of the Big Sky. I thought the Big Sky kind of got host uh, in this. Uh, I knew that UC Davis, uh, they had kind of already came out and said that they're not going to be going forward or the rest of the spring campaign. EWU does play North Dakota State. Now, Eastern Washington was the second best uh, Big Sky team by far. Now I know Montana had kind of made a, a fuss, uh, you know, uh, Montana fans had or, or were saying that they could get into the playoff, which they only played uh, a couple of games, uh, D2 teams and Portland State. So uh, I, I understand that I'm not putting them in, but EWU against North Dakota State, that's going to be a very difficult game. I think, I think uh, EWU is... Uh, good. Their defense is really good. I think their offense is a little bit limited, and I think North Dakota State, uh, number seven, their quarterback played phenomenal against South Dakota State, and uh, I think that North Dakota State goes with the win there, and uh, anyway, and finally, of course, uh, Weber State getting knocked all the way down to essentially the eight seed uh, because they went and they have the home field advantage and then they play the one seed after so just like the NCAA tournament they'd technically be the eight seed which kind of blew my mind as well I would have put them at four uh you, know, you have Delaware at, well essentially uh Delaware is at five uh and you have some of these other teams where I'm like wow Weber State and and was it because that they didn't win convincingly 
they still got the win. Uh, they played an incredibly difficult schedule. Uh, they had to play Idaho State twice. Now you're going to say, well, Idaho State wasn't super great. True, but playing a team twice is very difficult. Uh, you know, one there, one at in, in Ogden. I was surprised that they put them up against SIU. I would have put Weber State against Davidson, against De- uh, Sacred Heart, uh, against Holy Cross. I would have put them up against uh, Missouri State, North Dakota. Some of those teams, VMI, but uh, against a really tough Salukis team. Now, I don't think the Salukis go to Ogden and win. I think Weaver State's defense is extremely good, and I think that uh, the air in Ogden, the altitude, it's difficult going from Illinois to Ogden. Now, we have seen uh, in the past that teams have had success in Ogden. Maine had success a few years back and beat them to go to the semifinals. Uh, It was a quarterfinal game, if I remember correctly. Super cold night. and, but you know, and I guess you gotta you gotta win at this stage. You know, there's 16 teams. You gotta win, no matter what. Win at all costs. But uh, Weaver State, I feel like the committee kind of disrespected them uh, due to the maybe just the points or, or or what. But they played really difficult teams, so it was it was kind of head scratching that Weaver State didn't get uh, a top one through four bid. I knew they wouldn't be one, but uh, they didn't even get a one through four. Now, if you're a Weber State fan, I think you can beat SIU, and you're going to be playing up, going up against a really young South Dakota State team. Uh, now, you don't know uh, what's going to happen. You don't know what what's going. Like I said, what what would happen in the Holy Cross game? I think South Dakota State you know, steams rolls them, but uh, Weber State has an extremely good uh, run defense. South Dakota State runs very well. So we're starting to get into, you know, an unstoppable force versus an immovable object. Who's going to win? Uh, They say defensive wins championships. Uh, I definitely will be watching that game, the South Dakota State-Weaver State game, if they make it there, which I think they will. Uh, Winner essentially is playing a semifinal game, in my opinion, because Weaver should have been one of the four. And then I think the winner of that game, uh, you know, cleans up against the winner of Delaware and Jacksonville State. Again, my opinion, uh, and then it'd be interesting to see that semifinal game. I believe they're still at home site, so does Delaware or Weaver State host it? You know, if we kind of get into something like that or or however it shakes out. Anyway, those are just my instant reactions. Uh, I really hope that, uh, you know, this kind of enlightens you. Again, watch the spreads. All of the games will be televised on ESPN3. We just have uh, eight games, and then we're going to go down to just four games, two games, the one game in Frisco, Texas. Uh, I'll be bringing you a podcast once a week, uh, kind of going over what I think is going to happen. Uh, I do think that uh, it's going to be a crazy season. I think JMU is a pretty good lock uh, coming out of there, uh, the kind of the, the bottom part of the bracket, I guess is what you'd call that. And uh, I would think that the, if there was a team to be upset, a, a seeded team, the one through four, it will be Jacksonville State. Um, I don't know in the first round, but I think in the second round, uh, if given the chance, they play Delaware. Anyway, so this has been Get the Ball Rolling. Uh, again, be sure to like, subscribe, and uh, follow us on Twitter at GetRolling19. Look for our tweets there and kind of our our commentary. Uh, Be sure to have a wonderful weekend. Stay safe, and let's keep this ball rolling.